Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexanero Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to review Kentucky football's 31-17 loss to the Mississippi State Bulldogs on Saturday down in Starkville, an all-around disappointing performance by the Wildcats. Mark Stoops said after the game that his team got outplayed and outcoached down at Mississippi State. UK drops to 6-2 and overall and 4-2 and in the SEC. I talked with my colleague and fellow sports columnist at the Herald Leader, Mark Stoops. We discussed the Mississippi State game. We looked ahead to next week's game against Tennessee. After my discussion with Mark, you will hear Mark Stoops' press conference from Saturday night after the game down at Starkville. So let's get get it started first with uh, my discussion with Mark Story of the Herald Leader. Then after that, you'll hear from Mark Stoops. Okay, my guest on the podcast is my colleague and fellow Herald Leader sports columnist Mark Story. How's it going on this Sunday, Mark? It's going great. Uh, are you prepared for Halloween, Mark? I hope so. I hope I have enough candy. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I, I like uh, I like Halloween. I like trick or treat. Well, that's good. yeah, that's it. That's good. It was not a. Uh, it was a pretty scary uh, pre-Halloween or Halloween Eve for Kentucky. Uh, pretty disastrous uh, down in Starkville with the loss. Uh, well, let's just start there. What what happened? What in the heck happened to Kentucky uh, last night down in Starkville? Well, uh, Starkville <laughs> seems to be the Mark Stoops personal kryptonite. He's uh, you know broken some long Kentucky road losing streaks at Florida and at Tennessee, but uh, Starkville seems to be one that may elude him. They just, for whatever reason, have not played well there at all, and they've never you know other than the first year, amazingly, when they lost there by six in a game that they were at least competitive in. They've never even come close. Right. You know, Sports is weird, and it, it kind of fascinates me, but of the SEC teams that Kentucky plays every year, they've gone the longest without winning at Mississippi State of any of the others. I mean, even Georgia they beat in 2009, and they haven't won in Starkville since Randall Cobb quarterbacked them to a 14-13 win in 08. Right. It's just a bad venue for Kentucky for whatever reason, and they certainly fulfilled that uh, last night by pretty much not playing well on either side of the ball. Right. Uh, well, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously not a good night for Will Levis. Uh, three interceptions. 
uh, he would seem just seemed to be off all night. Underthrew some receivers. His first interception, he underthrew a uh, pass where it looked like they had a chance to make a big play. Other plays, you know, he overthrew guys. He had a miscommunication in the end zone where Robinson broke in. He threw the ball out. Uh, what do you think is going on with Will Levis? Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 fascinating. I thought he had played really well against LSU and even against Georgia. I thought he gave a good account of himself. And I'll be honest, I'd been somewhat skeptical of him, and I, he had sort of won me over. And then, you know, obviously last night was probably his worst game of the year. You know, the I thought the worst throw of all was when they had Josh Ali, you know, yeah. two steps in the clear going into the end zone and overthrew him. And if he complete that and go in, you know, scored a touchdown right before halftime to go in ahead, just the momentum shift from that, you know, that may have completely changed everything. And, you know, even nine, it wasn't just the passing. It looked to me like, like the pitch to Chris Rodriguez that he dropped. And to me, that came in high and hard. Mm-hmm. And even one of the, the handoffs to Rodriguez looked to me like it was not where it was supposed to be. It was, you know, I don't, he just seemed out of sorts and uncomfortable the whole night. I don't know if it was Mississippi State. You know, I don't know him well enough. You know, does he get too amped up sometimes? You know, did you know he lose some confidence when he realized he was off? Because I do know he's aware of what people say about his accuracy and all that. And sometimes I wonder if you know it get that bothers him a little bit. And when he you know misses on a pass, and that pass to Ali should have been. I mean that should have been an easy touchdown, and sometimes I wonder when that happens if it if it you know if it just bothers it. Well, I mean, that's a very interesting point because earlier, just a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, uh, you know, Liam Cohen, UK's offensive coordinator, made the point of saying, you know, we we have to get Will to just calm down and to slow down, slow down in in what he's doing, which would leave you with the impression that he does get too amped up at times. Uh, and after the game, uh, Mark Stoops last night, uh, when when asked about Will's play, said, you know, he was forced, he never looked comfortable, he was forcing things. He was pressing, and uh, so I think that may that is something where you know maybe they thought they had it straightened out, but maybe he reverted to some of his old habits as far as rushing things, uh, you know, and not just uh, not just being calm in the pocket. And the other thing we haven't even mentioned the the throw, the interception there, right? You know, after they missed Ali, um, the interception where he threw into double coverage, trying to get it to Isaiah Cummings. I mean that. Yeah. I mean oh, that. Yeah. That was just a. That, that was just a bad read. Yeah. I mean, there there was yeah. no reason for the ball to go in, in, into that spot. It was, you know, it just as Calipari always points out. You know, these guys are human; they're not machines. Right. And it was he just <laughs> just had a bad one. They're not robots, as yeah, it's like as he likes to say. That's right. Uh, and and uh, Will wasn't helped out by the run game either. Uh, Kentucky actually was outrushed. Uh, Mississippi State, their air raid offense, which always ranks near the bottom of all the FBS standings as far as uh, rankings, as far as rushing yards per game, actually uh, outrushed Kentucky last night. What do you think was going on there? Yeah, I mean, I was willing to somewhat give them a pass on Georgia, and I, and Mississippi State's run defense is really good too. They're a top ten run defense. Right. We're, but I thought Kentucky with good backs and the big blue wall should be able to run the ball at least some on pretty much anybody. And, you know, I can't help but think that there's something physically wrong with Christopher Rodriguez, maybe that is affecting his ability to hold on to the ball. I just don't think he is this level of a fumbler if everything is normal. Right. Well, we asked, I asked Stoops after the game, was there something 
affecting him physically, or was it just gotten to his head? And he did say he is there. He, of course, Mark wouldn't say. Mark does not very forthcoming with about injuries, but he did say yes, he is battling something physically. But that was that's not no excuse for the fumbles. Uh, but yeah, we know he hurt his wrist early in the earlier in the year. Uh, kind of heard rumblings midway that the wrist was still bothering him. I don't know if that's still still the problem or if there's something going on with him. But I mean, he's not even starting games now. Smoke started last night. It's been a couple of games here lately where Cavassier has been has gotten the first series. Uh, yeah, seven carries for seven yards against Georgia. As you mentioned, Georgia obviously has a great defense. Uh, but last night, start, Smoke got the first series last night. Uh, Rodriguez obviously put the ball on the ground, but he didn't get that very many carries. There's, There's got to be something going on there. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense, especially what they were saying in the preseason, that the right. goal was to get him 20, you know, 25 touches. Right. And you're right, you know, that he's not even starting games, which is, you know, there, there has to be more going on than just what is apparent to right. those of us on the outside. Right. Okay, let's switch over to the defense. Uh, on the defense, Brad White made the comment Wednesday to us after practice that the big key in this game when you're playing a team like Mississippi State is going to throw a lot of short passes. You got to tackle. You got to pin guys to the ground. I didn't think they did a very good job of that job of that at all last night. It just seemed to be even plays where they got nine or ten, you know, eight or nine yards. It looked like they should have been three or four yards. Uh, you know, uh, just a, not a real sharp effort on the defensive side either. No, it wasn't. As well as they played the air raid last year in Lexington, they were pretty much that bad (laughs) last night in Starkville. And it seemed like Mississippi State had second and three the whole night. Yeah. Because, you know, you're right. They were not getting, you know, first guy was not getting the guy to the ground. They were getting yards after, you know, initial contact. And and when you allow that, if one thing we know, you know, we know the air raid and how, what it looks like when it's working <laughs> right. and the the ability to you know to to get yards after catch is everything in that offense and last year Kentucky took that away and this year they didn't they didn't barely slowed it down at all right uh, our, our colleague Derek Terry over at the Catspaws, he made a comment on Twitter early, early which I hadn't really noticed, but then after he made the tweet, I, uh, I noticed that he was right. They were playing a lot of guys last night who haven't played a whole lot of snaps earlier in the year. We're rotating guys in and out. After the game, Mark was asked about it. He said, you know, we're getting thin on defense. And, I mean, you look at uh, – we got guys banged up and hurt, and you look – I mean, this is another – you know – not having uh, McCall and Oxendine on the defensive line. We saw Jordan Wright go to the locker room last night on a cart. Uh, DeAndre Square uh, came off and was met by the trainers after one series. Tisdale got hurt uh, there in the second half. How much do you think that's affecting the defensive performance? Well, I don't think there's any question that the defensive line injuries in particular have had a big impact. The defense played about as well as I you know, as it can, as as it could play at South Carolina against Florida in the first half against LSU, really since the Oxendine injury, it hasn't been as it, they haven't played as well, and I just they don't appear to have anybody else that they trust to play that position. You know, it looked to me like they were they they went small last night, I guess, to match up with all the receivers, and were, looked like they were playing JJ Weaver a lot with his hand down on the ground, right. And and I thought it was interesting that Mississippi State seemed to realize that and, and, and run the ball more. And, you know, one of the knocks on Mike Leach is he won't adjust. He just does what he does. But, you know, I thought that was a pretty good adjustment against what Kentucky tried to do. 
Yeah, no, no. And, and there's no doubt that, I mean, well, Mississippi State, this is the second year of Leach running this offense, so obviously they're going to be better in it. They've looked better in it this year. Plus, you know, Leach, you know, as you, we mentioned, Kentucky beat this team 24-2. to They intercepted six passes last year. You know, uh, that could not have set well <laughs> with Mike Leach coming back to Lexington for the first time since he was an assistant here for that to happen. And, uh, you know, and Will Rogers, you got to give him credit. Uh, he's a very accurate passer. He runs the air raid offense well. And uh, they've got some, you know, and he's got, I wouldn't say they have some, you know, A-plus guys offensively, but they have guys who know who know how to get open, run, the offense and catch the ball so you have to give mississippi state some credit as well yeah i thought i mean rogers you know 36 to 39 is going to be hard to beat <laughs> that's right and in fact afterwards uh mark stoop said you know that was pretty unbelievable percentage not sure he's ever seen that before uh in a game okay let's now let's look at okay where do we go from here well let, let me circle back to one thing Kentucky was coming off a bye week. Is that, I mean, were they just flat because of the bye week? How much do you think that figures into it? Well, that's a good question. You always, you know, you see bye weeks portrayed as a plus, but, you know, they obviously did not play very well. Well, let me rephrase that. They didn't play well at all. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you got the feeling, you know, at least what the coaches were saying publicly was that they had practiced well and, in theory, it should have been an advantage because, you know, an air raid is a little bit of a different kind of offense. So an extra week to prepare, it should have been an advantage. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, Stoops has been a little better after bye weeks in the, his latter years than he was early. Right. So, you know, I don't know to how to evaluate that. I was surprised. You know, I thought, you know, I thought the 2018 after they lost to Georgia in that highly hyped game. Right. You know, I thought coming back the next week, I thought, you know, the, the egg they laid at Tennessee was not really about Tennessee at all. It was just Kentucky being completely flat, having never been in that position before to play for the SEC East Championship. You know, obviously the Georgia game this year was tremendously hyped as well. Um, you know, I would have thought having the extra week would have been a plus both to recover physically and also to sort of get juiced back up after you know playing in that big game. So, right. you know, I was, you know, I wasn't shocked that they lost just for the reason they have so much trouble against Mississippi State in Starkville. But I was really surprised at how poorly they played. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100 percent. I mean, Mississippi State was a two point favorite. I don't think it's a shock that Mississippi State won. But the way Kentucky played, I mean, what were they out game four, 43 to 216 or something like that? Uh, just the way Kentucky played, uh, the way, you know, as Mark said after the game, they just got their butts kicked. Uh, that that was the surprising and the disappointing part of it. Uh, but, okay, uh, now we move on. Got Tennessee coming in here on Saturday, and Tennessee is coming off a, a off week. Uh, Tennessee's 4-4 four and four overall, 2-3 and three in the SEC. I'd have to think, I'd have to say, at least going into their home stretch, that uh, Tennessee's kind of overachieved a little bit. It was such a mess when Jeremy Prick got fired abruptly. He had a bunch of players leave the team, Tennessee, and transfer out. They hired Josh Heupel. Uh, and uh, they've had no problem scoring points. I think they're in the top 20 off in uh and scoring offense in the country. What about this Tennessee game coming up? Yeah, they, Tennessee has played better than I thought they would play. Um, you know, you know, they still, you know, their wins, you know, they, they, their, their two SEC wins are over Missouri and South Carolina, which I believe were the two teams they beat last year too. Um, and their defensive numbers are not as good as their offensive numbers. Right. 
you know, I now I think Hendon Hooker, who was the quarterback at Virginia Tech that Kentucky played in the um, Belk Bowl and is now at Tennessee. I, I've always thought he was a good player. I, I was miffed why they started the year with Joe Milton as the Tennessee starting quarterback because I think Hooker is better and I think he's shown that once he got in and got a chance to play. You know, the thing that you know is you, is worrisome from the Kentucky perspective is that you know with the defensive line questions UK now has. You know, Tennessee's thirteenth in the country in rushing the football. Mm-hmm. You know, they're averaging just over 226 yards a game on the ground and they you know use an up-tempo system where the not a lot of time in between plays and when you're thin on the defensive line and, and struggling a little bit i don't know that that's the ideal uh, offensive attack to run into yeah right uh yeah true so if you're mark stoops how do you approach this week i thought he had an interesting thing to say last night where he said that, you know, I don't want a team like this, uh, which I took to mean about that they didn't play physical football. And then when I asked him about, you know, what do you want to see from your team One of the th- this week, one of the things he said was that, you know, we're going to get guys on the field who, who will play the way we want to play. Uh, do you think that, the, to me, I took that at meaning that uh, he thought there was a lack of effort by some guys. Is that, is that the way you would take a statement like that? And, and what, if you're Mark Stoops, what do you want to see out of this team this week? Well, I think you want to see a return to, you know, rigorous practice, although they all swore that they practiced well, but right. it wasn't a practice issue. But, you know, I think part of what is interesting about this game, you know, if Kentucky as a program has gotten to the point that we're, you know, something that's the reaction to something like what happened Saturday night in Starkville is to just get mad and get determined, you know, Kentucky could be a dangerous team coming into this week conversely if can if it causes kentucky to lose confidence and right. you know, just you know sort of not you know not you know, lose belief in what they do then you know that 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 would probably uh, not be an ideal scenario for the cats yeah. uh, going into saturday night against tennessee and when i think about confidence i think about levis what what did last night do to his confidence he's always seemed like a confidence kid i mean he's had no problem stepping up and being the leader of this team he's kind of embraced that uh but i would think last night had to work on his mind uh, i think liam cohen his challenge is going to be to get levis right and a confidence uh you know to get his confidence back to work out some of those problems but can you do that uh when you were talking about you know we're what eight games through the season you know, I, I, I don't know what will happen, but I do think it's possible to bounce back from that just because he had some bad games early in the year and bounce then, back. you know, hung in and, you know, played, played you know, real well um, against LSU and, and even at Georgia. I thought he was one of the bright spots. Right. You know, I don't, you know, I, I do think it will be important to get him off to a good start. I mean, I think he needs to hit some passes and, and make some good reads and just sort of get things going. But they've got to get the running game going. Everything yeah. they do is predicated on running the football. And you know, that, I don't know. You know, I'm not enough of a technical football expert to look and see what the problem is up front. Or you know, but they've they've got to get that fixed. Yeah, and you wrote about that. You know, Kentucky they've lost their identity, and that that is their identity. And I encourage people to check that out. Uh, online now at Kentucky.com, but that, I think you're right. They've got to they've got to find a way to get back to their their identity, which is running the ball. Because really, throwing the ball, what so much of what they do passing the ball comes off the play action and and having that ability to run. 
Yeah, I mean, the whole Rams thing is your offense right. is the, the plays look the same to the defense at the point of decision and the ability to, you know, then to go play action into pass when it looks like a run. Right. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole thing but for that to work. They have to respect the run. And, you know, you've got to be able to, to, to move it on the ground. Right. Uh, OK, so we got it's Tennessee week, Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, you're a big rivalry guy. Do you think that Kentucky, Tennessee rivalry still holds the same place as it did in the past or has, has that waned with the way the schedule's been changed around and it's no longer the last game in the last game of the regular season, that sort of thing? I think it had waned because it was it was so non-competitive for so long. I think it's actually picking up again. I think Kentucky has had more hope. Their fans are more hopeful for beating Tennessee. And while a lot of them won't admit it, I think Tennessee fans are a little worried about Kentucky. That Kentucky's been rising and Tennessee's been sort of locked in a perpetual cycle of mediocrity for you know really since the middle of the la- of the the two thousands the aughts. So, yeah, I actually think uh, this is one of the more interesting Kentucky-Tennessee games coming up uh, that has been played in, you know, in my memory. <laughs> well, we'll be all over it all week. we got Mark Stoops' press conference tomorrow. Uh, be sure and follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C. Story. Check him out in the, in the print edition of the Arrow Leader and online at Kentucky.com. And as always, thanks, Mark, for being on the podcast. Thanks, John. Difficult to uh... – of an opening statement because it's been a while since we played a game like that. So not a very good feeling. Um, they beat us in all phases. Um, you know, I thought physically they played extremely hard. Um, we didn't match the intensity. Felt like we got pushed around. We were not able to run the ball. They ran the ball. They made competitive plays, outcoached us, outplayed us in every area. So overall, just a very deflating victory, uh, uh, defeat. You know, they kicked our butts. Questions? Josh Moore, go ahead. Hey, Mark. What, I know you shook up the routine. Did I mean, I don't know. I guess start with Will with with him. What was what was up tonight? It just seemed like he never was really on. Um, yeah, know, most of the game. He he was definitely not comfortable. I think they, you know, do a nice job of mixing some things up. I thought he went back to uh, pressing, rushing uh, some things, uh, forcing forcing the issue right from early in the game. So uh, you know. It's not just him. We didn't play very good anywhere. John Hale. Mark, I think you said on your radio show earlier this week that you thought they had learned from that Chattanooga game what happens when you have a, a letdown performance. Was this more of that, or was that some? Was there something else going on tonight? I, I really don't know. It's hard to put my finger on it. Um, I felt like we had good preparation. I felt, you know, I think uh, you have to give them credit. They, they were very physical. You, we knew that coming into it. You know, you look at their defense and the, the way they mix it up, the way they put pressure on you. Um, you know, I knew that coming into it, and uh, they did. And, um, you know, and then for us, um, you know, on the other side of the ball, for us defensively, just completely didn't make uh, – didn't seem like we made one competitive play, at least down the field. You know, some of our guys up front, 
uh, maybe did some good things, but uh, anytime they throw as efficiently as they did, um, you know, they ran it just enough to keep us off balance, but uh, they moved the chains. And, you know, when you give up what we have four turnovers, when you have to turn the ball over like that against the offense uh, like this and on the road, you got no shot. So um, just overall, no good across the board. Larry Vaught. Mark, did it surprise you the lack of physicalness by your defense? It seemed like they, the Mississippi State ran through a lot of tackles or just ran by your guys an awful lot tonight. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, very frustrating. And uh, I just said that to the team that, uh, you know, that's um, very uncharacteristic and that's not going to happen. We may lose, uh, you know, we may get beat, but. Uh, I didn't like the intensity that we played with, the physicality that we played with. I felt like we were pushed around, and uh, that's not a good feeling. Derek Terry. Mark, you guys rotated a lot of defensive guys in, you know, even early in the game, guys maybe haven't played a ton of snaps this year. Was, was that just matchup-based or some other reason for that? Yeah, we, we just uh, – we're, you know, getting really thin. You know, we're getting really thin, and uh, uh, some of it was matchup. Um, you know, with, you know, putting JJ in there inside and um, just bodies in uh, and Jordan Wright got hurt. Uh, I don't know. I think it was the first half, but uh, just getting thin. John Clay. Mark, uh, Chris Rodriguez with the fumbles. Is he dealing with anything physically or do you think it just gotten into his head at this point? Uh, he was dealing with something this week, um, but no excuses. Um, you know, I think uh, with the fumble, there was a combination of things on that play. We got blown up at tackle, uh, you know, pressure in the backfield. The handoff looked a little high, but uh, not very good. Josh Moore. Mark, with their quarter, sorry if you can't hear me. With the quarterback, their quarterback, I mean, I know some of the one-on-one the -on -one stuff there and the tackles, and, but was there anything in particular that he was doing besides, you know, I mean, his completion rate, I mean, it was really high. Yeah, it was uh, exceptionally high. Um, you know, I did a really nice job of, of you know, holding in the pocket. He hit uh, just enough uh, down the seams uh, to hurt us with some explosives. And then uh, they did a really nice job of hitting some uh, some checkdowns and running through us, you know, physically there on the perimeter as well. John Hale. Mark, at halftime on the broadcast, Mike Leach said that you guys were simulating their snap count, which was the reason for all the false starts. Was there anything to that? Uh, no, you're not allowed to simulate their, their snap count. Larry Vaught. Yeah, talk a little about the, the, the punt return that Josh Ali had, but but then he wasn't much of a factor in, in the passing game. What was the reason for that, Mark? Well, um, you know, it's hard to put your finger on it why he wasn't uh, more of a factor in the pass game. I think, you know, as I mentioned this week, coming back, um, you know, you'd like to see him be at full tilt, uh, but uh, anytime you're coming back from a knee injury and you're playing wide receiver, I think it's hard to be at full speed and have that complete 100% trust, um, you know, in the first game back. Hopefully he'll feel better and better. 
need to probably watch the film there, Larry, to get a more accurate uh, assessment of his play at wide receiver. Uh, but that was certainly a big play for us early with the punt return. And I knew we would need it, um, you know, some, some, you know, plays. And certainly we needed some uh, turnovers, and we didn't get that this year. Um, and, uh, you know, with that offense, you got to have, you know, uh, some stops, you know, get a tip, get a deflection, get a strip. We didn't get any of that. The punt return helped. And then, uh, obviously, on the other side of the ball, I was turning it over, giving to them uh, – very, very uh, bad combination there. John Wong. Mark, on the fourth down, when you decided to kick it, you had to stop them all day. What was going through your mind in terms of that decision? Uh, wasn't ready to give up at that point. I mean, you know, we try to get a stop and, you know, uh, nothing, nothing really worked, John. At that point, if we give it up, then it's a complete give up. You know, if we don't get the first down, it's over. Nick? The air raid, quote, unquote, actually outran you all. What went wrong uh, in the rushing game, both offensively and defensively? Uh, they were more physical than us. You know, they uh, ran it uh, 35 times. You know, that's – it's definitely probably uh, a record, you know, for Mike in his time at uh, Mississippi State. But a lot of that had to do with the game. They were killing the clock late and running it effectively, keeping us off balance. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of good answers. So, um, you know, they did they did a lot better job and they were a lot more physical. So uh, for us, you know, we didn't have a lot of plays. You know, when you're turning it over that many times, when we're letting them possess the ball, uh, it's just, uh, again, uh, put it all together, and it's it's not very good. John Clay. Mark, as you said, it's been a while since you've had a game like this. How do you want this particular team to react to that, react to this this coming week? Do you want them to be angry? Do you want them to put their heads down and just go back to work? How do you want it? What do you want to see this week? Well, I mean, we have to address it. You know, we just did. I mean, that's not a good feeling. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have a football team like this. And I don't think these guys want to play that way. Um, you know, that's not who we're going to be. That's not going to be our identity. And uh, you know, we'll get back to work and get it fixed and make sure we get the right guys out on the field that uh, want to continue to play like we play. John Wong. Mark, you're usually very good at predicting how your team is going to come out. You said how great a week of practice they had. Was there any indication at all that they would pull the stud? No, I think um, it's how you react. You know, we have an opportunity to come out. We go ahead 10 uh, nothing and feel like you're playing decent and then uh you know the wheels come off with turnovers and not moving the ball and bad things happen and it's how you react to it and we didn't react to it very good okay that'll do it for this edition of the john clay podcast my thanks as always to my fellow sports columnist at the air leader mark story follow him on twitter at mark c story follow me twitter on at at John Clay IV. Remember, you can get a sports pass, sports only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. $30 for the first year. You get all our UK football, UK basketball, UK recruiting, 
horse racing high schools with Jared Peck. You get it all, $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed, John Clay IV. Go to the top at the pinned tweet. You find out all the information about the Sports Pass digital subscription to Kentucky.com or just go to Kentucky.com. Click on the subscription tab and check out all the offers to subscriptions to the print edition of the Herald Leader and into the digital edition of Kentucky.com. Thanks to everybody listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. We appreciate that. Or send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. We'll have plenty to write about this week with the Tennessee football coming game coming up on Saturday. UK basketball has an exhibition game Friday night against Miles College before the opener December 9th up at Madison Square Garden against Duke in the Champions Classic. We'll have plenty of coverage leading, leading up to that as well. Again, thanks to Mark's story. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll check you out next time on the John Clay Podcast.